0: Left or right? Why are we all nuts? Let's start the show. Oh, yeah, baby. We are back once again for episode 89 of the Agree to Disagree show. I'm your host, Luigi C. We are streaming live presently on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and of course, all my 17,000 TikTok tock followers. What's up, TikTok? tock. What's up everybody. I hope you're having a great Thursday, a great week. We, um, I got so many, so many things to, to, to catch up on and, and speak about today, some interesting topics. So, um, we're going to get right into it, but before I do, actually, I hope you enjoy the show as much as I love creating it guys, but you know, What would make it even better? Your support. I know you guys support me by watching me. So there's other ways you could support me. So you could leave a five-star review on Apple podcasts, subscribe to any of my social media channels, Instagram, YouTube, uh, help with the algorithms. Right. Especially with the, with the, uh, five-star reviews. And of course anyone that, or everyone that doesn't know me, you know, I love coffee. So at the bottom of the screen here, you see buy me coffee. Buy me a coffee, basically support the show. And uh, it's as simple as that, right? So the more you support the show, the more interesting content I could do and do this forever. So as you can see, I added some lights here to give us a little bit of ambiance, a little bit of ambiance. Let's let's uh, make it look nice, nice for you guys. So I could see Pat is already, uh, of course, Pat, Mr. Number One Supporter. How's it going, Pat? Let the games begin. Yes, we will begin. So let me see. Hmm. What happened this week? Anything interesting, guys? (laughs) Okay. All right. So let's get into it right away. Uh, I guess what should we call it? Uh, Nazi Gate. We'll call it Nazi Gate. Nazi Gate. Okay. So for those of you that don't know right now, if you're struck, you know, stuck from under, uh, stuck in under. uh, a rock or in a cave and you don't know what's going on. Uh, this past week in in, in the House of Carlin, uh, Commons in the Parliament of Canada, uh, President Zelensky was invited. Um, President Zelensky was invited to uh, speak in front of the House of Commons, and all our members of Parliament. And of course, he was uh, here on his uh, Begging for Money tour. Uh, why not? Since him in, in the United States, uh, Joe Biden and Justin Trudeau, our, our prime minister, um, give him endless amounts of billions, amounts, billions of dollars to uh, do whatever he does with it. And we all know is uh, who knows. Right. So anyway. Um, so what happened was, apparently, the Speaker of the House, Anthony Rada, invited a <laughs> a Ukrainian fighter from World War II that fought against the Russians. So you may be thinking to yourself, hold on a second, there's something wrong with that, right? Something wrong with that statement? A Ukrainian fighter fighting the Russians of World War II in Canadian Parliament, 98 years old. There has to be something wrong with it, right? Well, it turns out yeah, there was since he was a Nazi. <laughs> okay. So um, but of course, as 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 per usual, um Trudeau and, and the PMO, the Prime Minister's office, deflecting blame as usual to Anthony Rada, saying that, you know, it was entirely his own, his own doing. It was his idea. Um, so of course, a couple of days later, because of all the pressure. Anthony Rada stepped down, right? Kept his seat in the mem in the parliament. Um, but let me ask you something. Does our prime minister and the entire PMO really They have no shame? He he never does anything wrong, no accountability. Guys, listen, I'd be here all night if I go through all the scandals. P- right now, right, just just right now, right? Like zero, zero, right? Zero accountability. He can never say sorry. It was Anthony Rada's mistake. It was his own. Even though we all know that the PMO has to vet anybody and everyone that walks into the House of Commons, especially when there's a head of state there that isn't for all intents and purposes at war, right? So we literally let in a Nazi into our parliament, into the house of commons. Think about that for a second, guys. George, thank you for tuning in, buddy. He did say, sorry on behalf of others. <laughs> yeah, of course, like he always does. Like It was everyone else's fault except his. Guys, the fact of the matter is he is the head of this party. He is responsible for the PMO. All right, and another thing: no one in this vetting process stopped to think or realize that Russia was a Canadian ally during World War II. That without the Russians, guys, make no mistake about it, we would have most likely never have defeated the Nazis. And all three hundred thirty-eight MPs clapping like train seals. What a fucking embarrassment. What an embarrassment, man. What an international embarrassment. Who, honestly, who, after all this, what's going on with India? And like I said, we're going to go here all night. So I'm going to just stick to this latest scandal, right? But who wants to do business right now? Tell me. Who wants to do business with Canada right now? with everything that's going on with an incompetent government and a competent prime minister, we're no longer a serious country guys. And you know what makes me the saddest, <sighs> you know, you know what makes me the saddest here is, but before I go into that, Pat says accidentally, I don't trust in accidents when it comes to politics. It's just an embarrassment. Same here, buddy. Tony Cheech is back. I'm pretty sure your wet dream, Pavia, was clapping too. You know what? With everything, it's cool. Yeah, he was. All of them were. Uh, but he, 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 but uh, he, they're, they're all they're all clowns. Let's let's face it. They're all clowns. All of them, including Pavia. They're all clowns. Standing up there and clapping. No one, even Anthony Rada, when he was reading it, was like at the part that fought against the Russians. He's like, oh shit, somebody screwed up here. Somebody really screwed up here, but you know, what hurt me not hurt me, but what's the saddest in all this is that historically us Canadians, we always punched above our weight. Always, always stood for something. we were always there no matter how weak our military was, how small our population was. We were always there. And especially we shined in world war II. You know, a lot of uh, a battle, the the Allied invasion of Sicily, right, also known as the Battle of Sicily and, and Operation Husky, was a major campaign, World War II, in which the Allied forces invaded the island of Sicily in July 1943 and took it from the Axis powers, fascist Italy and Nazi Germans, right? It began with a large amphibious and airborne operation followed by six week land campaign, initiated the Italian campaign. So this was a very, very important military campaign because they made their way up through Italy and then went into Europe. Right. And hundreds of thousands of Canadians were killed and, 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 um, troops were killed. And, but, but again, such a rich history, such a rich military history, and to see what we've become today, the embarrassment that we are today, the embarrassment of our military, what we look like today, taking billions of dollars and giving it to the military of Ukraine, bringing a Nazi into our house of commons, insulting millions of Jews, insulting millions of Canadians, insulting millions. Of Of military veterans, not just Canadian. This is where this is where we're at. This is where we're at. And the saddest again, the biggest thing, the saddest part of all this, guys, that you come to the realization, and I hope all of you do come to this realization, is that we got two more years of this. We got two more years of this, guys. That's the saddest part, because the only person that could actually call a non-confidence vote is Jack Mead Singh, the head of the NDP, and he's not going to do it because number one, uh, he needs his pension, so he needs his uh, second mandate, so that has to go all the way to October twenty twenty five, and the NDP doesn't have enough money to run another campaign. So our only saving grace right now is that, and seriously. Even if Trudeau steps down, what's, what's, what is that going to do? It's going to, you know, trigger an election for a new leader. In the meanwhile, Freeland, Christian Freeland would be our interim prime minister. Do you want anything scarier than that as a thought? Pat, of course, this is, this has become the anthem of the show. We are watching the greatest clowns on earth on the greatest show on earth. This is exactly what we're doing. Pat. Uh, George Sandriso says, has anyone counted how many podcasters spoke about this fiasco this week? Wh- who knows? Hundreds of thousands, George. There's also his caucus that can make a difference. Um, I'm hearing not too many are happy with him. No kidding. There was an emergency meeting, right, where uh, during the night, which never happens. George, you spoke about this uh, at the morning show with Ted Bird. And, uh, you know, I, I used talking about Operation Husky. with. I was watching you guys and the Ted Shout out to Ted Bird. Uh, he's heavily involved in Operation Husky. And that's why I decided to talk about our rich history, right? And I've spoken about this on the podcast with him. So yeah, many of his caucus are not happy with him. But what's what's gonna happen? George, I don't know what's gonna happen, guys. And I don't know. All I know is that right now, I'm just it just hit me that I'm coming up with the realization that we probably most likely have two more years of this. Um I don't know. I don't know how I don't know how we could survive as a country. I I really don't know. I really don't know. Um, so we'll see what happens, guys. Um, show him the door if he doesn't get his shit in order. Well, we're gonna see about that, George. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you corrected the shot for shit, eh? <laughs> um Let's see what Pat says here. They all study political science or international relations. No one was like, hold up. I don't know. Uh, Pat, I I would suggest maybe um, they take uh, a mandatory history class. All 338 idiots in parliament. How about that? Like what a monumental screw up. What a monumental screw up. (laughs) <laughs> it i was watching the news uh just online right just getting lambasted by everybody and you know what's the saddest thing is that canada is not a serious country they've seen our clown prime minister how he's acted and this is just like the the, the cherry on top letting in a nazi <laughs> into this parliament Giving him a standing ovation in front of another world leader. They were giving endless amounts of billions of dollars to go to war. To go to war in a war that you're never going to win. And all of your population doesn't want it. But yet you're still doing it. It's, you can't make up this shit, man. You can't even. If you would write a Hollywood script, you can't even do it properly. You can't. You can't. You can't. It's impossible. It's impossible. So that's that. Let's let's move on, guys. Um, Well, before we do, let's see what George has. The big issue is that the liberals are avoiding the fact that everyone coming in the House has got to get vetted, regardless of Justin said that it's not the procedure. Exactly, George. You know, right? George has, has been into politics uh, for a long time. He knows all the backbenchers. He knows all the ins and outs of politics, and everyone knows this. And it's just, he just, it's again the gall of this man. The way he lies, plain faced. It's like, I think he, I think he, he believes it. I think he has problems. I think he has mental problems. Because I, I, I think it's beyond narcissism at this point. I, I really do. I truly believe that. It can't be that you could be this good at lying. I mean, I know you, there's an element of that, that you need to be good at lying if you're a politician, but this guy, it's, it's, it's part of his DNA. He does it like off the cuff. And then again, this happens and he's MIA for question period, two days, not there to stand up for his party. What a, what a coward, what a weasel. And he's just thinking about, right? He's looking at that bus, right? He's looking at that bus, bus, the school bus. Picture a big yellow school bus. And he's thinking, how many freaking people can I jam underneath that? How many more can I throw under the bus? He it just enough, Anthony Rada. Is that enough blood for them? Are they going to be happy? Right? How big is that bus? How many people has he thrown under that bus, guys? I could go again. I could go on and on until tomorrow night be the longest podcast ever in the history of podcasting to tell you how many people he's thrown under the bus. George says, how about requesting for all this situation to be removed from the record? What the fuck was that? Yes. Thank you for the reminder, George. Again, another thing. And then he had his, his second in command, right? The house leader for, for the, um, comes out the next day alone while the prime minister who knows he's gallivanting somewhere else in the country on his uh, net zero uh airplane not emitting carbon and with her soft voice and she says we ask that um if it's possible uh can we um can we uh, remove this from the record make believe like it never happened can we do that and of course, thankfully the conservatives didn't let that happen, but the goal, the goal, the goal, isn't that crazy in the age of cameras everywhere. Tony Chi, says, cell phones, social media, a lot of good that will do not sure what that means though. Um, I'm not sure what you were referring to. Sorry about that. Um, uh, well. Pat says no confidence vote. Unfortunately, we've already known that that's not going to happen because his boyfriend, Jack Meat, is not going to make that happen. So uh, he can't. So it's not going to happen, unfortunately, Pat. We're stuck with this uh, greatest show on earth, like you said, buddy. We're stuck with it. So let's enjoy the ride. Let's enjoy the show. Grab your popcorn, and let's just wait for the next scandal. <laughs> How about that? Because eh? we know it's coming. It's just around the corner. All right, stick around. The next next scandal is coming uh, just around the corner. Right now, it's pretty interesting with what's going on with India. What an embarrassment! My God, what an embarrassment! It's just truly, truly, truly amazing. Um, Tony says, "Oh, sorry, Tom." Tony says they can have it removed from the records, but the proof is there. It happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but let it. Let, let us. Remove it from the record, like from the history books. That like can never happen, right? <laughs> like you said, though, great point. <laughs> Camera, cell phone, social media. <laughs> well, actually, the government does control social media, so they would have asked them to ban it from from. They would have like 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 North Korea. That's a great segue because we're going to talk about North Korea next. North Korea, no internet, no social, no social media, no iPhones. So, who knows? You would have thrown that in the in some new law complete let's ban social media period god forbid they know the truth and how stupid and ignorant and what big fuck-ups we are right i am feeling it tonight i'm feeling it guys i mentioned north korea my next story this is this is amazing i'll be honest with you um i'm I'm a little bit behind but i i i I saw this story i'm not sure why i've been meaning to talk about it but it doesn't matter it's still relevant and i still need to talk about it How many of you know um, that North Korea is on the World Health Organization, executive board, they have a they have they have a seat as executive board in the World Health Organization. Now, for those of you that don't know, okay. um, North Korea, uh, excuse me, the, the WHO uh, was founded in 1948. It's a United Nations agency that connects nations, partners, and people to promote health, keep the world safe, and serve the vulnerable so everyone everywhere can attain the highest level of health. <laughs> George is already laughing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm laughing. But, but okay, so... <laughs> George says, dude, if you go down this path, I can bring out so many examples of nonsense like this. I know I I am because I I need to tell the people, George, I need to tell the people. So now what this means is that one of the world's most horrific regimes is now part of a group that sets and enforces the standards and norms for the global governance of healthcare said Hillel Neuer, executive director of UN watch an independent non-governmental human rights group in Geneva. Usually elections to the who executive board are by consensus, but Russia challenged Ukraine's nomination. And so a secret vote was held, <laughs> of course, <laughs> guys, um, let me explain to you something about, but, about Korea that now has North Korea, excuse me, that now has a executive seat on the world health organization governance board, Whew. They starve their people. There's forced labor since punishment for crimes in North Korea is arbitrary. Depends on a person's record of loyalty, personal connections and capacity to pay bribes, any refusal of government order to work as a volunteer in quotes can result in severe punishment, including torture and imprisonment. They steal farmland from farmers. They control the rations of what is produced. Um, they're not allowed to leave the country. Uh, any citizen is prohibited from leaving the country and anyone who crosses the border without official documents will be shot by guards. As I mentioned before, there is no internet, there's no iPhones. There's no nothing. So they do not know what happens outside of North Korea. There was a famous guest on Joe uh, Joe Rogan's uh, podcast, and she spoke about the atrocities and uh, that she lived through, how to get and what she did to get out of the country. If you ever have a chance to to, to listen to this podcast, uh, it's it's quite something. Um, so yeah, so we're now in in a in a day and age where North Korea has a seat on the executive board of the world health organization. Um, George also says we are still living in a world where, uh, Iran is applying to get a UN human rights committee. Um, yeah, we live in a world where these countries, despite knowing all of their Human rights violations have major seats and make decisions that impact the rest of the world. How about that, guys? Isn't that crazy? George wants to know if there's any nice all-inclusive resorts in North Korea. <laughs> you could go, George, but you can never leave, like Hotel California. I don't know. I. I. I I'm. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know what to, I don't know what, I don't know where to go with this. It, it just, I don't know. I don't know where we're going in. And, and anything goes. And, and this takes away from the credibility, right? From the United Nations, right? The World Health Organization. How, how first of all, how, how North Korea handled the pandemic. They basically killed everybody that had the pandemic to say, yeah, we have no pandemic. No one, no one died of COVID. No, because we killed them. Um, so it's just truly amazing. Yeah. George says these organizations are the epitome of hypocrisy. That's exactly it. Let's make believe that we're doing good in the world. Right. And, uh, then from everyone knows it's because people are too preoccupied. They don't know. They don't know about Iran. They don't know about North Korea, We're just trying to figure out our own shit, how to live. So, okay, put them in the freaking UN, and the World Health Organization, Human Rights Tribunal Courts. Who cares? All we know about North Korea, Pat says, is what the news tells us, the same news that says Ukraine is winning. (laughs) Yeah, Ukraine is winning. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. George says, they get funded by these countries. How could they refuse their request? Good point. So you know, if that's the way they work, right? Bribe their way into it. They bribe with their seats on the UN. That's all. Simple. It works inside their own countries. It works with the UN. Okay? It's plain sight. They're not even hiding it anymore. They're not even hiding the fact. Right? They're not even hiding it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I I don't know. It's crazy. So from North Korea, guys, let's, let's move our attention back to, um, North America and in particular, California, beautiful weather, beautiful landscape, perfect weather, but of course, California is, uh, pretty much lost, pretty much lost. And, uh, so here's a new one. Gary Newsom, their um, governor, Gavin Newsom, excuse me, the governor is probably going to run for democratic nomination for the presidency of the United States. Um, just signed a new law requiring gender neutral bathrooms. So each school district County office of education and charter school is required to have at least one gender neutral bathroom on campus on or before July 1st, 2026. And that bathroom must be available for use during school hours and school functions attended by students, according to the new law. In addition a gender neutral bathroom may only be temporarily closed. If there's a documented student safety concern, an immediate threat to student safety or for the bathroom to be repaired. Um. Thanks, George. Take care. I appreciate you you watching. So, as you know, California is an anomaly, right? They're 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 special. Something 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 must be in the water, in the air, in California, because um. I don't know. So studies prove that twenty seven (laughs) percent. 27% of youth ages 12 to 17 report that they view their gender as non-conforming at school. 27%. So you may ask me, what's the national average? National average, 1.4% of youth, same age group, 12 to 17 say that they're non-conforming, non-binary. So my immediate thing goes, why are they doing this? Could it be that these kids are being influenced into thinking that they are, that they're, that they should be questioning their gender. Could it be, or is, is is it just a coincidence? Is it just a coincidence that it might be, the in thing to do and that they're young, that their frontal lobes are not fully developed, that they're easily influenced. Can it be that, can it be that California has 27% of 12 to 17 year olds that think they're they're neither or gender? Why, why are you feeding into this California? Can I know why? Well, we all know California has become a shithole, right? It's become a shithole, social shithole. There's no, no other way to say it. They Literally become a shithole. Do whatever you want in California. Guys, 27% compared to 1.4% of the youth age group, 13 to 17. What is going on in California? You could break, smash anything, go into any store and steal. Anything less than nine hundred fifty dollars, it's not even a misdemeanor. It's nothing. You won't even go to jail. They won't even stop you. Security guards won't stop you. Homelessness is running rampant. This this wave of non-binary, gender neutral—I don't know—I'm running out of out of pronouns. Why are you still? Why? Why is? Why is there so much attention to this? How is it so? so how is it possible this uptick? In, in just in California, that I mean, I should go, I don't know, everybody, every Californian should go pay the lottery. They should all win. They've all won the lottery. Why is it all these kids from all Hollywood actors that grow up in that, in that environment uh, have kids? I've done numerous videos about this. What, all of a sudden, all their kids are non-binary or transgender or whatever. How is this possible? You're going... It's it's, it's, not, it's not statistically possible. You don't win the lottery every day. You don't. Pat says, unbelievable. This makes no sense. The teachers and administrators have to use the same bathrooms and see how quick it changes back to normal. But they're not going to do that, Pat, because they're going to feed into this fucking madness. They're going to feed it. Instead of treating this the way it should be treated, either by saying, This is a mental illness. You need help. We need to talk about this. No, let's build them. Let's change bathrooms for a very small minority for the majority. Let's do that instead of treating the problem. No, because it must be real. It must be real what they're feeling for a very, 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 very small percentage of them. Gender dysphoria is real, not for the rest. Okay. I'm sorry. It's just it's not, it's not, it's not reality. It really isn't. So I don't know what's going on in California. I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go. Um, but uh, things are not looking good. And now this guy, now this guy wants to run <laughs> for president. <laughs> like, I finished off California. Let me finish off the rest of the States. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy, man. The world's gone mad. Pat, again, the greatest show on earth. We are witnessing the greatest show on earth. All right. So, from North Korea to California, and we're going to end it off at home, where this podcast was born Montreal, Quebec. And we're going to talk about Montreal, Quebec is the city I live in where I'm, you know, going live from this show. And we're going to talk about our mayor, my mayor, Valerie Plount. So guys, if if you're watching or listening to this from anywhere besides Montreal, You have to hear and listen to the things that we as a city are going through and what our mayor has been trying and continues to do and implement in this city. Okay. So, the latest one last week, the city of Montreal announced it would develop four dozen projects aimed at expanding and improving the metropolis bike path network. The 53 projects estimated to cost 30, 30 million, will develop an upgrade 59.1 kilometers in the cycling network spanning 14 boroughs and four other municipalities. city is falling apart, literally the city is falling apart. I can't even get anywhere. I speak to friends all day long. Just this morning, actually friend of mine told me, he says, it's not normal. The potholes, what, what the streets look like the traffic, because there's no coordination of construction. Driving down a street, it's beyond discouraging. My son this morning asked me, dad, can you take me to school? You know what I answered? And I never say no to my kids. I said, no. You want to know why, guys? Because I knew what normally would take from my home to his school, 15 minutes, 20 minutes max, would have taken me an hour. And I said no to my son to drive him to school because I... It would have literally ruined the rest of my day. I'm serious. I'm serious. Right? So Mayor Plant does whatever she wants. She says, I was put in power. I won an election and I'm going to do as, as I want. Okay. So what's been going on, right? There's residents that are opposing the move, say it's hard enough to to find a place, this is park X, right? Where, uh, they're planning to remove another 250 parking spots where it's already difficult, already difficult to park while those in favor say the lack of protected infrastructure makes it dangerous to walk and cycle in the areas. Imagine to what point citizens of park X are. Where at what point they've gotten to, is that the heated debate, which has been simmering for months, boiled over earlier this month at a Villaray, Saint Michel Park Extension Borough Council meeting, where residents got so rowdy that the police were called. Imagine you have to call the police. People are so fucking fed up. Ex- we're exhausted. We're exhausted, guys. My buddy Tony says just moved to Laval already. When the market crashes, you could buy a house on my street for 25 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's just around the corner, Tone. It's just around the corner. Pat says 30 million in Montreal standard. That's about one kilometer. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh wow. Guys, wait, hold on. I got another bet. This is now again. This is her latest one. This just is hot hot off the presses, guys. Are you ready for this? Mayor Plant wants to create sponge roads to adapt to climate change. She's proposing a creation of sponge roads to adapt to climate change, which would involve making certain streets more permeable, for example, by removing asphalt and therefore parking spaces. <clears throat> oh, I can't, I can't, she, she must live on the same planet as, as Justin Trudeau. She it's just, she just doesn't care, man. It's just, it's, but it's, it's, it's actually impressive. It's impressive how these, these politicians keep doing what they want to do. And everybody's screaming, don't do it, but they still do. They still, they still keep doing it. It's actually impressive to be able to, to have the testicular well, not in her case, but testicular fortitude to stand there and say, I'm going to do it anyway. My constituents said it's enough and, but I'm going to do it anyway. And this, again, let me remind you, if you're not from Montreal, this is a city. We don't ride our bikes 12 months a year, guys. Okay. So for, I, I'll be kind. Okay. So let's, let's, let's just say November, December, January, February, March, that we have minus fuck you temperatures in this city. You're going to ride a bike. You can't with the ice and the snow build up. And so w- w- what are you going to do? You're going to ride a bike to go pick up your kids from hockey practice. You're going to ride your bike to go shopping for a family of four. You work downtown, you're going to ride your bike. Is that what you're going to do? You can't blame her. She has to follow the narrative. Yeah. Guys, let's keep in mind Um, this is the same mayor that says, because of climate change, that the Grand Prix of Montreal. No longer has its place in Montreal. Data indicates, just to put you into perspective, data indicates the economic impact of the race is now closer to eighty million dollars. Tourism Montreal spokesperson Coralie de Blois, confirmed eighty million in a weekend directly contributes to the GDP of Montreal, 80 million, eight zero. But the grand prix of Montreal has no place in Valerie plants, Montreal. When I say guys that businesses are not welcome here, they're not, they're not businesses are not welcome in Montreal, especially downtown Montreal. It's not, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to develop any more future economic growth in this province. If we're gonna get rid of cars, if we're gonna get rid of festivals, if we're gonna get rid of grand prix. Um everyone's gonna take public transit. Everyone's gonna take a bike. I'm gonna grab my wife and two kids and and go see a show on the South Shore of Montreal by bike. Is that is that is that what I'm gonna do? Pat smells a 15-minute city before 2030. Maybe. <laughs> we're already there, Pat. There's no parking. Have you seen downtown? Have you taken a walk downtown? I went a couple of weeks ago to go watch a concert. The only thing that was missing were tumbleweeds. What are they? Is that tumbleweeds there you'd see in the in 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 the westerns? That that's all that was missing. That's all that was missing. You could easily do a 15-minute city. Nothing left downtown. Anti-business. We are closed for business. Open for business? No, 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 no. Our slogan here in Quebec and Montreal is, we are closed for business. We will make it as difficult as possible for you and your employees. We don't want business here. We don't want economic growth. We want to reduce our greenhouse... Emissions, that's what we want to do. And in a nutshell, that is our mayor, Valerie Plant. Wow. <laughs> Pat, the last thing he says. He says, you sound like Klaus, Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum. You will owe nothing, Pat, and you will like it. Do you understand me? Actually, that's more on a Schwarzenegger. But anyway, (laughs) on that note, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks so much for supporting me and watching, guys. Share this with your friends. Please buy me a coffee. Stream is right at the bottom of the screen here. I love coffee. You know, 5 bucks for coffee, it's pretty cheap. Cheaper and probably, probably tastes better even though it's not a real coffee than Starbucks. But anyway, guys, thank you so much. I wish you a beautiful Friday, a beautiful weekend, and I will see you all next week. I love and appreciate you guys so much. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Agree to Disagree Show. Make sure you like, subscribe, and tell all your friends about it. Until next time.